And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners, you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davey Ruskin and Mickey Brennan. Davey, I'm still a bit hoarse, I um, uh, don't know if you've noticed, um, but um, these games on the weekend are really killing me, so they are. You know, when the games are played on a Saturday and you have to go out and, and encourage the referees and encourage the players around you and encourage the people on the sideline, you know, it's an awful lot of, uh, of stress on my vocal cords, I find. So you're not saying that's from uh, your excursions from the Cavan and Donegal game, Mickey, because I was tuned into yourself and Mr. Donahue uh, on Northern Sound on Sunday afternoon and you were giving it large. So I'm not sure or was it from my game on Saturday, to be honest. Yeah, I know you, you, you heard if you were listening in from the beginning, I did say that I was hoarse from the game before or from the, the day beforehand. I actually had to do the ladies game as well. It was a, a double whammy for me on Sunday with the... Cavan ladies playing against the Donegal ladies getting a hiding and then of course uh, Cavan just coming up a cropper against Donegal in the senior Ulster semi-final. You watched that or you listened to that game, uh, you didn't get to watch it back or anything Davey but um, you know I know this is a wee podcast but Jesus they were very unlucky and they were very close to Donegal. I don't think Donegal are all that uh, everybody makes them out to be at the minute. I think well, they're, they're, if you look at their record like they've been in 10 out of 12 Ulster finals but like They've only won one All-Ireland in that time and they're probably underachievers and some people might even say bottlers. Jeez, I don't know about that. Now, that's a bit, that's a little bit harsh, I think. Um, I think they have a little bit of a dominant uh, spell over a lot of teams in Ulster by the looks of it, Mickey. And even when they don't play well, like, you know, yesterday, they still manage to grind out games and they have big game players who deliver at big moments with the likes of McBrearty and Murphy, despite the fact McBrearty was probably shackled for the large portion of that game, still pops up with a goal at a crucial time. So um, they're still they're still in and amongst it. Would I have them in the top three in the country? Probably no. not. Would, yeah. would I even say that they'll they'll likely win Ulster? I, I personally wouldn't. I think the winner from the other game, which I still have a little bit of a fancy for Derry, um, I think it could be their time now. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, bringing it back to all things Mead, we have a lot to get through. We had the ladies in action. We did have uh, the hur- some of the, the the minor hurlers, I think it was, that were in action. We had the Camogues in action. We have the ladies out again next weekend. We have the Camogues out next weekend as well. Um, we also had the small affair of the championship draw being done. We waited until after the, the championship draws, the club championship draws to um, record our podcast. So we're going to have a run through uh, all three 
four championships, sorry, Davey. Um, uh, it used to be three, but now it's four. And um, of course, we'll be doing a lot of those on our Instagram. But I suppose, as well, to let our listeners know, we have a plethora of um, Loyal Royal podcasts going out this week. We have the All-County Football League Round 6 Roundup uh, and predictions from last week, uh, a whole host of games going on uh, there. Uh, I think it was 31, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we have a review of the ladies' victory over Dublin, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, we have interviews with Eamon Murray, uh, Mary-Kate Lynch and Emma Duggan. And then, of course, we will be previewing Mead against Dublin next weekend in the Leinster semi-final. So, Davy, I suppose um, we've mentioned it already. Uh, the Mead ladies getting a victory over the old foes Dublin and really setting down a marker and um, one goal and eight to ten points and what made it sweeter I saw your tweet was that Dublin kicked the last six points of the game and still lost yeah absolutely we made it we made it difficult for ourselves Mickey um, but it was a terrific game with with savage sort of physicality and intensity in it um, it was really great to watch. And um, despite the fact that the referee at times probably threatened to lose control of it, uh, Mead, in fairness to them, kept their heads. And I think that was the difference because just after half time they came out and they were by far the better side. They really stamped their authority on it. They hit, um, I'm trying to think, trying to see, sorry, 1-4 without reply. Yeah. And that was the winning and losing of the game. Dublin did come back, hit the last six, as you say. Mead were living on the edge, but did it well in the end. Going up there, partisan crowd there was about three or four thousand huge sort of Dublin following at it um but but another huge huge win for the all-ireland and the league champions do you know i know you're saying about the referee um you know threatened to overspill maybe a little bit of whatever but wasn't it great to see a referee in the ladies game just letting it go a little bit letting the physicality into it a little bit because we haven't seen many referees like for instance the goal that Ka- that me got um where Vicky would didn't put the tackle in, mm. another referee could have turned around and says, "Oh God, that's a free out," you know. But there was a little bit of physicality allowed in the game by the referee. I was all for that, yeah. But then he was whistle happy, Mickey, as well. Yeah. Like so, the, he was letting bits go, and then he'd blow up something completely innocuous. Um, and Mick Bowen in particular was going spare on the sideline. And I, I could actually understand it to a large extent, despite the fact he was poor for both teams. Wasn't his finest about wins, but it didn't really ruin it because the intensity of which the game was played for, and there was still a little bit of, you kind of felt that th- that wasn't going to be the be-all and end-all. They're going to meet in a Leinster final. They're probably going to meet in the All-Ireland series at least once again. So there's a lot of football to be played between these two sides, but ultimately it's going to be a terrific rivalry which is going to unfold in the next few months yeah well that the, the meeting in the Leinster final will all depend on Mead Ladies next game which takes place on Saturday in Park Tolchum we think and at 2pm next weekend the 14th of May and um, Mead Ladies will take on Westmead you know mathematically it's not it's not just finished yet so it's not but we would be expecting a Mead win there and Mead and Dublin to face off against each other on Leinster final day in a double header, which would be absolutely incredible. Um, but the Mead ladies out again next Saturday at 2 p.m. in Park Tolchin. We think it's Park Tolchin. We hope it's Park Tolchin. And um, a win there or a draw will see their path through to the Leinster final where they will uh, then face Dublin um, in the Leinster final again. It's absolutely brilliant. It's... Uh, Davey, I don't know if you would have been aware of the rivalry between Mead and Dublin in the early 90s and late 80s. Um, I am aware. I can't remember it, though. Yeah, you can't remember it and whatever. But 
in all honesty, this this whole thing between me and Dublin and the ladies is bringing that back and bring, evoking memories of the early 90s, late 80s, and even on into the mid 90s as well. Um, an unbelievable rivalry between two great uh, Leinster teams, Mead and Dublin, the men's. And um, <clears throat> it's it's become that way between the, the ladies, which is absolutely fantastic. But uh, yeah, really good victory for the girls. One goal and eight to Dublin's 10 points. Again, we said we'd be doing a full review of that game over on our, our Loyal Royals podcast with interviews with Eamon Murray, Mary-Kate Lynch and Emma Duggan. Well done to the girls and best of luck next Saturday. Um, David, we have a couple of other results to go through there at the moment. In the Padre Lahan final, Mead getting the victory here in Park Tolchin, um, uh last Saturday. And it was Mead 214, 20 points to Carlos, one goal and 16, a one point victory for the Mead lads. And um, absolutely brilliant for them, um, you know, th- to see something positive coming out of this year's hurling. Mickey, five weeks ago, they played each other in uh, in Park Talton and Carlo trounced Mead 417 to 112, yep. 14 points between the sides. Mead go into the paddle of hand, they win a couple of games to get a bit of confidence and they get to a final again on home soil, which was probably key. But full credit, there were six points down with 10 minutes to go in this game um, and made an absolutely astonishing comeback. First of all, it was Cahill Regan who got a terrific point. Then Sean McDermott got Mead's first goal. Carlo did respond, but there was points from Shane Co- Shane Kelly sorry, and the captain, uh, Ronan Kennedy. Uh, and then the, the drama going into injury time. Keane Douglas, who was the fullback, goes up full forward, gets a goal for Mead. Um, extra time looked like it was beckoning and then it was left to that substitute again Regan who had the most incredible couple of minutes to strike a winner from the most difficult of angles to to seal a, an absolutely dramatic uh, last gasp victory for Mead and a huge huge victory every single year of the last three or four years it's been something to do with the minors or the 20s giving us uh, hope you know, in, in hurling fraternity, we'll say, yeah. you know, because things haven't been going well for the seniors. That's been well documented. But you look at the under 20 success last year, the All-Ireland B, now it's a Padre Lahan, one that they lost in agonising circumstances last year. It just feels about right that they've got a little bit of joy and who knows, a little bit of luck. It, it was deserved. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's great to see a lot of work going in at the underage level and hopefully they can steady the ship in the, in, in the coming uh, years uh, and start to make progress with the hurlers. And Nick Weir has just had an unenviable job this year. It's just been a, um, uh, so tough, but their their year is not over yet, so it's not. So um, we will come back to that in uh, uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, Davey, I'm just looking down here as well. Um, the Camogues uh, had a great victory as well in the Leinster semi-final of the Intermediate Championship. Um, Mead won 13, Leash one goal and five, a five-point victory for the girls, and uh, they march on to a Leinster final next Sunday. Yeah, great for them, Mickey, as well. You know, they've they've kind of been starved of silverware over the last couple of years, and this Leinster Championship represents a great opportunity for them to go and uh, get some and, and get valuable confidence before they go into the All-Ireland series as well. And it's uh, it's one of the new recruits, Olivia O'Halloran, who's leading the way, Mickey, five points she got on the weekend. Yeah. And I suppose in the absence of Jane Dolan, who was... Um, out injured she only was introduced as a substitute in this game sure enough she marked her rival with two fine points but Sinead Hackett's been motoring well Neve Daly got a goal Aideen Slattery um, performing consistently well as well um, but it's great for me that you know they even lost I think Amy Gaffney in this game too didn't have Jane Dolan from the start 
Um, so it just shows that there's a bit of depth now and they're not so reliant on those, you know, couple of players to to deliver game in, game out. And, and that's only going to bode well. It's a big game against Kildare. It's one that, you know, will represent a brilliant chance for them to get some silverware in the, in the, in the coffers. And uh, as I say, give them great confidence going into the All-Ireland. And it's so winnable, the intermediate. But Mead, unfortunately, have come up unstuck at, at the latter stages of it in recent years. This is a great chance for them now with a kind of freshness to the squad. Yeah, and that uh, Leinster Intermediate Final will take place next Sunday 2.30 in Ockram. Davy said it already, Mead versus Kildare in that Leinster Intermediate Championship Final. And we want to wish the girls the very best of luck and great to see some new faces getting on the score sheet and uh, giving, uh, you know, a, a little bit of, I suppose, um, strength to that squad and, 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 and the future could be very, very bright for a, a few and maybe that team. You know, there's no reason why they can't push on. Um, Davy also sticking with the sticks on Sunday next at 1 pm um, in Park Tolshin. It's going to be Mead versus Antrim in the Joe McDonough Cup. Um, and I suppose the way things are in the Joe McDonough Cup, this game is not going to define uh, Mead's season, um, but the game against Down probably will. Yeah, I suppose for Antrim, it's a big one. They can come down and they can get within touch and distance of booking a final spot in the Joe McDonough if they beat Mead. And uh, that probably won't bode well for Mead, you know, with Antrim coming down hungry for a victory. But as you say, Mickey, the, the key to Mead's uh, survival chances is actually in the other game where Carlo played down. Mead need Carlo to win that game. And that will leave a straight shootout between Mead and down in the last game. Um, yeah. And and that's all they can realistically hope for now. Despite the fact that they've got such a, a, a huge minus uh, score difference, that won't matter if they go into that game with Down and Down only have two points to their name because it does go head-to-head. So for me, regardless of what happens next Sunday uh, in Park Talton, they have to try and take positives from it and, and focus on that Down game, which could be yet all important. Yeah, all eyes next Sunday won't be on Park Tolchin, but all eyes next uh, Sunday will be on Carlo and Down game, which was going, which is going to be the, the 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 one that will decide whether Mead have uh, uh, a chance in that final game um, when they face off against Down. Down get the victory. It's all done and dusted. Have you barely the patience to listen to a thirty-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. That is the hurlers on, on Sunday, but there's also the small matter. Of another game on Sunday, Davy. I don't know if you know this, but the Leinster final is on on or Leinster semi final is on on Sunday uh, at four pm in, Par- in Crow Park, not Park Tolchin. It'll be great if it's in Park Tolchin, but it is the Leinster Senior Football Championship, and Mead will face off against the old foe, the Dubs. 
Can the lads do what the women have done in recent times? Well, they could definitely take great inspiration and heart from what the women have done, Mickey, um, in not just beating the dubs, but establishing themselves as, as a key protagonist, not just in Leinster and the All-Ireland. Um, and, and you know what, Mickey, the rain has to end sometime. It's 12 years since Dublin's last defeat in Leinster, which was, of course, against me in 2010. They've been on an incredible role. Um, and it, it's a great opportunity for Andy McEntee's side. They've been wrote off already, you know, Dublin 1-14 to 14 shots, me day to 1, no hopers. Uh, is eight points, you can go on with the, with the different sort of permutations and odds. But regardless of that, Mead will feel that this is probably represents their best opportunity in recent memory of, of beating Dublin. Um, but, but they have to turn up and they have to uh, have the right application right from the start. They can't do what they did last year and give standoff Dublin, give them too much respect and give them some amount of decline. Okay, they almost did it last year, but they have to go toe-to-toe with them right from the start and, and really get stuck in. Um, and, and who knows what could happen. Yeah, um, I don't know. I still Last year, I still have a, a, an awful... Um, an awful uh, thing in my throat about that from last year and um, you know that first half wasn't as bad as people made it out to be and Dublin were kind of gifted a goal and need to get the penalty and that all changed the the the, the, the way that first half went but anyways um, yeah it is a great opportunity now Davey as well as that you know we are in the position this year that if we do lose to Dublin next week we go straight into the qualifiers you look at the likes of Cavan yesterday losing to Johnny Gall, they go straight into the Tolchin Cup. We haven't had a, a, a backdoor in, in a few years now. And last year, we kind of lamented the fact that we didn't have a backdoor. So again, Meade's, Meade's year won't be defined on that game against Dublin, but it is a lovely opportunity to see exactly how much progress we have made in the last three years. Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that because I did feel, regardless of the result and everything, I did feel the nature of the performance last year probably would have left you with great hope and, and probably faith going into a qualifiers last year, whereas maybe in more recent times when we were beaten in Leinster against the Dubs or whoever, we were probably going in at a low ebb and we, you know, we were ultimately beaten then shortly afterwards. I, I do think that if me don't beat Dublin, it is a great chance to attack the qualifiers, albeit there's some really good sides in it already. You know, the likes yeah. of Tyrone and Mayo are already in there. Um, so it, it, it's not going to be easy, but let's focus on Sunday, see how it goes and, and uh, just give a good account of ourselves and, and let's see where it takes us. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And uh, best of luck to Andy and all the lads uh, as they travel up to Crow Park on Sunday. Of course, I think it's going to be a triple header now. I think it is a double header for sure. It is a double header, sorry. And uh, between uh, Kildare and Westmead in the first game, Mead and Dublin in the second game. But I do think that the All-Ireland Under-20 final uh, may be scheduled in for 12 o'clock on Sunday in Crow Park. It was down for next weekend in Crow Park. I think it'd be only right to put the Kildare uh, uh, team in, in, in the same venue as the, the Kildare under the 20s as their senior team. Um, uh, we will be previewing it, as we said. We will be trying to pick um, the, the Mead team once again. Uh, always a very hard thing to do when Andy McEntee is the manager. Um, but that's what we love. And that's what we love about this team, that there is so many fellas that are putting their hand up for a place. And after a good performance the last day out, um, yeah, there are uh, changes that will be made for the Leinster final. So uh, head on over to our Loyal Royals podcast. It's um, 
uh, Patreon forward slash We Are Mead, and you will get that preview over there, as well as all of the other podcasts that we're going to be doing the Lyle Royals this week. Davey, I'm just a bit excited as we were getting to this, because it was, of course, uh, the championship draws have only taken place only moments ago um, in Dungani, and we have all of the championships uh, here in front of us. Um, We'll start with the Junior 2, and we'll work our way up to the Senior. So, Davey, the Junior 2 or the Junior B um, championship is seven teams in it. And it's a round robin, so you're going to get six games in the championship this year, Davey Risman. Um, and you won't even at that stage you won't even you wouldn't have played in the semi-final or quarter-final. So there's six games before you even get to I think it's going to be semi-finals, is it? Yeah, top four, I would say. Top four went into the semi-finals. Yeah. So the way it worked out was the, there's seven teams, so one team gets a bye. The first round game we'll see St. Mary's taking on St. Bridget's. Courtown will take on Drum Condrath. Nothing to see here, folks. Um, and then Kilmain and Wood will take on Slane with Clonard getting a bye in the first round. Would you like a bye in the first round, Davy, or would you like to get that game under the belt first straight away? Because there's going to be a big gap, Mickey, between the end of Division 4 and the start of the Championship, I think you'd rather go straight into it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying Clonard are going to be at a disadvantage because they're probably not. They're going to sit back and maybe watch what happens. But you know yourself getting to the pitch of championship football, it 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 can take fifteen or twenty minutes of a game, and if a team comes into it having having the benefit of playing a game before that, it can be difficult for the team, the other team. But it, it has to happen to someone. I know there's another one in the intermediate as well. So like you know, it's something that teams are just going to have to adjust to and be get used to. Yeah, I suppose you look at me and Wicklow um, only a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, Wicklow had a game under their belt and made it difficult for me in that first half. But once we got to the pitch of the game, um, you know, the the, the, the the superiority shone through and whatever. But that is the Junior uh, B Championship and seven teams round robin and one promoted from Junior B into the Junior A Championship for 2023. Junior A Championship. Two groups of five. There's 10 teams in the Junior A Championship. There will be three relegated from the Junior A Championship into Junior 2, which will mean then that there will be eight teams, if I'm not mistaken, Davey. Uh, three, sorry, 10. There'll be, hang on, will there be nine teams in uh, Junior 2 next year? So three teams go down to Junior 2, Mickey, which would make it 10 and one, and one goes up. up. Yeah, so that should be, that will probably leave it as a non-number. As it is, in fairness, this year, you know, um, at seven. So, yeah. Yeah, um, so what will happen is you'll have nine teams in 2023 in the Junior 2. But in the Junior A, two groups of five um, with um, top three, I think, isn't it, out of uh, each group going through to the knockout stages. So we have in Group A, um, it is the first game we'll see St. Dalton's taking on Ballon Lock, a nice local derby there. Minalti will take on Sidon and then Dunsany get a bye. In Group 2 or Group B, Castletown will play Carna Ross, two of the big hitters in the Junior Championship. Boards Mill will take on Moila and Kilbride get a, a bye in that first um, first round. So there will be three relegated from Junior A, and one will get promoted, Davey. It's a, the, I suppose Group A is an absolute dogfight there, and Group B, you'd be lucky. It's still a dogfight as well, but Castletown, Calderos, probably the strongest, with Moila and Boards Mill. 
or Milan Kilbride will be hoping to get victories somewhere along that. Boards Mill with a full squad could be a dark horse. It's I, I don't know. It's just wide open. It's an incredible championship, Mickey, and there's no common ground here. So you you know the top three from each group advance, and the bottom two from each group go into the relegation playoffs. You know, with three of them coming down. So yeah, it's uh, it's absolute bar- barbaric. You can't take your eyes away from Group A, though. You know, you look at it. You have a uh, relegated for the first time ever down to junior Sidden. You have last year's beaten finalist Dunsany, relegated last year Ballon Lock, and last year's uh, semi finalist in St Dalton's, uh, as well as a, a flying Minolti who are unbeaten all year so far. <laughs> I mean, that's that's an absolutely incredible group. The other group's good as well because. Obviously, Boards Mill haven't shown anything yet because of the amount of players they're missing. Carnross and Castellan, you're right, would be favourites to come out. But Kilbride were in a quarterfinal last year and Moila relegated from intermediate last year, playing ever so well back in uh, in the A-Leagues again this year. So, like, it's all that. It's the most open junior championship in in a long, long time. In, in certainly my memory, I can't remember it being as open as this. Yeah, it's um, it, it's really going to be a tasty one. Um, and we look forward to the first round of games in, in, in that one. Moving on to the Intermediate Championship with 18 teams. There are four groups, Group A, B, C and D. Group C and D will have five teams in it. And Group A and B will have four teams. Um, and it's just straight two teams through from each group into the quarterfinals. So um, you get the extra game in Group C and D, but uh, would you prefer that or would you prefer Group A or B? Let's have a look through them anyway. Group A, Oldcastle, Waterstown. So Oldcastle will play, will play at Waterstown in the first round, beating semi-finalists against beaten finalists from last year. And then another team that's flying at the moment, St. Michael's will take on another team that's flying at the moment, St. Vincent's, who won the uh, Junior Championship last year. That is Group A. Group B will see Nobber taking on Dundery in the first round and Drumbarra taking on Longwood in uh, the first round. So the Nobber, Dundery, Drumbarra and Longwood all in that Group B. Kilmainham will play Bective and St. Pat's will play Blackhall Gales in Group C. Kilmainham, Bective, St. Pat's, Blackhall Gales. And then Group D, Kenny will take on Beliver. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say, Dunshockland are in Group C and they have a bye in the first round. So Kilmain and Bechtif, St. Pat's, Blackhall, Gales, Dunshockland. And then Radkenny will take on Beliver. Clannagale will take on Dulik Belliestown. And Mead Hill will get a bye in Group D. Radkenny, Beliver, Clannagale, Dulik Belliestown and Mead Hill. Davy, starting with Group A. Um, that is that is a a really, really tough group. Um but there are tougher as well coming along. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, Mickey. I don't think they come much tougher than a uh, last year's finalists, uh, last year's semi-finalists and uh, Cornabonia winners in Waterstown, last year's junior champions in Vincent's and an and upcoming St. Michael's team. I think that is an absolutely barbaric group, A. Eh? I really do. I'd hate to pick two teams to come out of it. Um Group B is probably, with all due respect to the teams in it, from a Dunry standpoint, the most favourable of groups you could be in. Um, looking at recent form with the likes of Knobber and Longwood, we know Longwood in particular will be a yeah. different proposition cup championship. Drumbar will probably be happy enough too. They've they've kind of um they've had a bit of a mixed bag so far, but they'll they'll fancy their chance of getting out of that group. I actually think the chocolate will be okay with C. Uh, okay, it's a five-team group. But I, I think they'd have rather probably been in that than maybe Group A with four teams. 
Um, but but even so, there'll be nothing easy. Group D is a great group. It really is. You know, that's yeah. probably, if not on par with Group A, just, you know, very close to it. Rakeney and Beliver is a really tantalising first round encounter. Then you have Clannagale and Dulik and Mead Hill waiting in the wings then, getting the bye. Um, two teams from those five, it's going to be tough to call. Yeah, we're, we're, I won't ask you to pick the <laughs> yes. winners of each of the groups yet. That's that's actually for another podcast. <laughs> it is, yeah. When we sit down and get to digest uh, everything that's happened and maybe uh, have a look at whose uh, league form towards the end of the All-County Football League is the best, it might change uh, our decisions and see who's available after the the um, uh, the the All-Ireland Championship as well. Uh, moving on then to the Senior Championship, it's first team versus second team, third versus uh, fourth in each group. So in Group A, uh, first team out was Centrisville and they play St. Column Kills. The third team out was Wolf Tones and they would be playing screen. That is Group A. In Group B, wouldn't you know it, first team out was Trim, the second team out was Navin O'Matley. So they will face off against each other in Trim's first game in Senior Championship in what 12 years Davy is it um the next team out in group B was Minalvi and they will be playing against Coraha and um, in group C first team out Gail Cullen kills they will take on Dunamore Ashburn they were the second team out um a repeat of last year's quarter final and then in the other uh, game in this group it's Rathout taking on my own Simonstown Gales what a group of absolute torture and death Group D will see another uh, meeting of Balnebracchi and Nafina, um, and also St Peter's Dunboyne will be taking on Summerhill. It's nearly a, an Eastmead party in uh, Group D there, Davy. It's a full Eastmead party in that one. Mickey, we knew with the nature of Group A and B... Westmead. Southwest, sorry. Yeah, we knew with the nature of Group A and B that C and D was likely to throw up absolute carnage, and it's done just that. We knew when we heard Kells and Ashburn coming out first, and then Retold, and then I heard you. We were were listening to the draw together. You were like, no, please not Simonstown. It was destined to be Simonstown. What a group that is. Group D as well, like you've you've just talked about it. Clonard are going to be the happiest ones in this group, Mickey, because they're going to probably get all the games in this. so uh, there is one happy club in Group D, and that's Clenard, who are obviously playing their trade at junior too. But like Banabraki and Nafina, the last two meetings, they've produced two of the best games of football you're yeah. ever likely to see. Dunboyne and Summerhill is blockbuster. It's it's box office. It, it, it You know, two of the traditional heavyweights in MGA going at it. It'll <laughs> be said, absolutely class. I haven't said that last year. It wasn't box office, so it was. But, but it's, <laughs> still, it's still just jumps off the page. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. 
If you need any more information on the Ottomore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Meath. I, I do, do you know what? Let's let's give Group A and, and Group B a little bit of a look as well. I, I think the tones will be pleased. I, I do, you know, reigning and defending champions. I think in A, they'll probably fancy their chances of coming out. But despite the fact screen are rejuvenating and Colin Kills are going for, you know, a league final in, in Division 1, so they'll be a challenge. In Group B, to be honest with you, Mickey, Knock. Trim... Could, could they on, they, yeah, if they're honest with you, they'd have said they're the three teams they want to pick, and they've got them right. Maybe you could you could argue one one possibly, but I still think Trim will be delighted with that. Um, but so will Navanamatni's Manalvi and Kurahai. You know, yeah. they'll they'll be in the same boat. So that's the beauty of it. They're four brilliant groups in their own respects. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you look at the four teams in Group B, they are one hundred percent. If I if any of them were picking their group. They would have said these are the teams that they wanted. Like Curraha would have said, Yeah, give me Minalvi, Navinamatis, and Trim. And Minalvi would have said, Yeah, give me Curraha, Navinamatis, and Trim. Trim would have said, Navinamatis, Minalvi, Curraha. It's just the way it fell and whatever. But by God, you look at Group C Gail Cullum, Kill Kells, um, and Dunamore Ashburn, who were beaten semi finalists last year, uh, beaten quarter finalists, Rathod, yeah. beaten semi finalists. And Simon Sooner didn't get out of the group because they were in the. A, an absolute horrendous group and they're in another horrendous group I hope group. that's not their excuse this year Mickey well like if you're not on your game this year um, in, in in group C you're, you're gone yeah like yeah, like Dunham Ashburn dumped Gail Colin Kill out last year at the quarter final yeah. stage that's going to be a, a kind of retribution game between those two and Ritholt and Simonson is always one of the most attractive fixtures in the calendar as well, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. and the, the the danger with Group C is if you lose your game, you don't have, I'm not going to say a gimme, but you know what I mean? A game that you could say, okay, we should win that and we'll get back on track. You're under you're under the pump straight away if you don't win your first round game. That's crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's thrown up an absolutely brilliant uh, four championships, that is for sure. And um, you look down through all of them. There is just groups that are groups of death. And you look at even junior two, that's going to be so competitive. And, you know, some of the, the first round matchups there are absolutely class. And same with uh, junior A championship with the Ultons, Ballinlock, Minalti, Sidden, four North Mead teams in that one. And then Dunsany joining the party there. Will they have uh, will they have enough stubbornness to get through uh, a North Mead party there? Castletown, Karna Ross. Uh, and Myla, uh, you know, that's that's just the, the, an unbelievable boards, Mel and Kilbride, and that one as well. Yeah, look, what well, if you were picking out any of the championships, which one would you say is going to throw up probably the most curveballs? I like Group A, the junior, uh, Mickey, between yeah. those five teams because three of those are going through and two of them are going into the relegation playoff, and I, I. I couldn't tell you one that will definitely go through or one that will definitely. So that that's the most probably in in. I have to deviate towards A in intermediate because I just think they're all so even. Michaels, Vincent's, Old Castle, and Waterstown, and senior it has to be C. It has to be C. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're from that end of the county, D is the one. But for me and for most of the neutrals, I'm sure out there, excluding yourself, Mickey, uh, C is where it's at. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, no, Group C is uh, if 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 the winner of the senior championships co- championship comes from Group C, they will have earned it. That is for sure. Um, you know, considering all the teams that are in there, and then the teams that they should be meeting 
along the way. Um, for our promoted teams uh, from last year, I suppose, Trim and Beliver. Um, Trim you know, and Vincent. Oh, sorry, Trim and St. Vincent's. Um, like, Trim, Trim, should should they be going to uh, the knockout stages? Uh, are they at that level? Should they be going to the knockout stages in that group? I think so. I think so. I think if they don't, it'll it'll probably represent a bit of a, a failed year for them. I really do think that. Uh, Vincent's, <laughs> I, 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 I would have said they'd have been good value for a final spot in the intermediate after looking at that. Their first game again is going to be crucial against the Michaels. It really is. That's going to set the tone for both of those. Um, yeah, so it'll be fascinating to see. Vincent's have definitely got... The, uh, the raw end of the stick, though, in terms of the promoted sides, I would say, in terms of their groups. But Trim still have to back it up. And by God, Navin Matney's Manavi and Curra are going to give them nothing easy when it comes to championship. Yeah, that is for sure. Oh, look, it's um, it's, it's just gone and done it to me again. So it's, <laughs> that, that bloody... Who does those draws? Who does those draws? Anyways, Davey, we're going to move on. It is time for our lotto segment. Have the PROs been in contact with you? They have, and I can reassure you, Mickey, this, the lottos just aren't as exciting as the championship draws, so we'll give you a chance to, <laughs> to get your breath back. But uh, to Chocolate Royal Gales, excuse me, is first up um, from last Monday night, or last Tuesday night, beg your pardon, um, the number's drawn, 14, 17, 26, and 27, no jackpot winner. Four match three winners winning 50 or each were Naomi Lee, Megan Clark, Aoife O'Shea, and Denise Smith. Uh, the next draw takes place uh, tonight, Monday, at half eight live on Facebook. 13,000 of a jackpot, reserve of 13,000, and a second reserve of 8,400 euro. If you're not in, you can't win at Club Force. Castletown are next in, and their results from the 3rd of May, 4, 13, 20, and 22. 2,400 euro of a jackpot, not won. The lucky dip winners were Jennifer Oakes, Barbara Smith, Miriam McMahon, Colin and Olivia Price. Every single week, I'm telling you, them prices cash in on uh, the Castletown uh, lotto. And Deborah Farley was the other, um, uh, sorry, lucky dip winner. Two and a half thousand euro of a jackpot next week at smartlotto.ie forward slash Castletown. Uh, screener next in and they had a jackpot winner so congratulations to Sean White winner of their top prize of 9,200 wow isn't that a lovely little jackpot for Mr White um, he matched 7, 11, 18 and 23 and that all means that screen will start again at 1,500 of a jackpot this week at screengfc.ie Manalvi, who have been hit hard in recent weeks uh, with their jackpot, it's been one every other week. But this week they live to fight another week at least. Uh, their eight thousand, sorry, eight hundred euro jackpot wasn't won. Six thirteen twenty five and twenty seven. Three twenty euro winners were Liam Harnan, the great Liam Harnan, Franco Sullivan, another great, and uh, Linda Rooney. I'm sure she's a great as well. So congratulations to the twenty euro winners in Manalvi. Um, you can play that one at manalvigfc.e or on the Club Force app. Ballon Lock. Uh, 2,200 euro of a jackpot, not one I, P, V and X uh, were the letters drawn. They go again on the 16th of May, which is next week. And uh, they had a few match three winners who share 100 euro between them. C. Carroll, J. Farrell, H. McDonnell, J. Fadden and S. Maxwell. The next draw takes place in McCabe's. Um, five lucky dip winners there. Uh, Olivia Cusson uh, wasn't touched to let me know that there was no jackpot winner in Minolte last week. 
14,400 euro of jackpot. They do love a good jackpot down in uh, that tidy town of Minality. 11, 18, 26, and 28. The numbers, four match three winners collecting 50 euro each were David Daly, Anthony Barry, Edith Smith, and EMS Casey. Uh, one special online prize receiving 50 euro was Paul Smith, and uh, their jackpot increases beautifully to 14,600 euro on Sunday, the 15th. Gail Colm Kill are still going as well. They've been capped at 12,000 for a long time now, but they live to fight at least another week. Five, seven, eight, and 26 from last week. No match three winners, so they crack on again. And the last one on my list, Mickey, is from my own cartoon GFC. We are steadily rising as well. 9,000 of a jackpot wasn't won last Friday night. The numbers were 2, 15, 17, and 31. Denise and Sen and Moan, Louise, Louise Black, Therese Codd, and Liz Cassidy and Sean O'Halloran were the 20-year winners. 9,100 euro this Friday night. The jersey winner from last week was Claire Coyne. And you can play it at cartoongacom forward slash lotto. Brilliant. And uh, Davey, just to let you know, the Centralstown Lotto is still a massive €10,000. And that can be played on the Smart Lotto app or go to any of their social media pages and you will get it there. Simonson's Lotto is 1800 next Friday because the jackpot last week wasn't won. The numbers drawn were 4, 9, 26 and 30. There was one match three. It was Danny Green. Um, also, um, Jelly just said he won't start a conversation about the sunglasses. Uh, he'd rather tell us about the League of Ireland, which I'm sure he will have sent to you. And uh, yet another draw for Dundalk on Friday night. He just he says he wasn't going to talk to me about the football, but that he would uh, talk to you. And then he throws that in. Um, and then he has a picture of his television um, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Cavan against Donegal and he says I'll keep an eye, an eye out for you on the telly I'm as far away from any TV cameras I can tell you that's for sure Jelly but um, Davey something that we uh, just must go to before we go to our um, Instagram interactive is some fixtures for the upcoming week in uh, the Hurling so <clears throat> I'll start it off, Davey, maybe, and then I might give it to you because I don't know how long the, the voice will last. So in the Donal O'Lunchig uh, Cup, there is Group A, B and C. There is one game, uh, two games in Group C, sorry, three games in Group C. We have Kline versus St. Peter's Dunboyne on Thursday. We have on Tuesday in Kilberry, it's Wolf Tones against Dunmore Ashburn. And uh, in Dundry, it's Dundry against Navin O'Matneys. In uh, Group B of the Donal O'Lunchy Cup, it is on Tuesday night. We have in Rapaline, Rapaline against Kildalki. And we have on Thursday night in Stamullins, St. Pat's against Kiltail. And then in Group A on Thursday night, it is Trim versus Rathoughton Trim. And also on Thursday night in Athboy, it is Clonmagale against Navan O'Mahony's. In the Brendan Davis Cup, Group C on Tuesday night, it's Kilmessen versus St. Peter's Dunboyne. And in Baconstown, it is Nafina against Kilion. In Group B on Tuesday night, it is Kiltail against Rathout in Kiltail. And in Group A of the Brendan Davis Cup, in Longwood, it's Longwood versus Clonmagale. And in Father Plunkett Memorial Park, it is Kildalki against Trim. So moving up then to the All-County Hurling League Division 2. I'm not doing too bad so far, Davey. All on Sunday. In Dundry, in Round 5, it is Dundry against Killian. In Drumree, it's Drumree against Wolf Tones. In Kilclown, it's Blackhall Gales against Boards Mill. And in Longwood, 
Um, it is Longwood against Navin O'Matanese. And then when we go up to the All-County Hurling League Division 1 on Sunday, uh, it also, this is all round five games in Kilmessen. It's Kilmessen against Rothout. In Abboy, it's Clonmagail against Nafina. And in Dunboyne, it's St. Peter's Dunboyne against Kildalki. And in Kiltail, it is Kiltail against Trim. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davey, we will move on now to our Instagram interactive. And I suppose after the ladies' victory on the weekend and the Camogues' victory on the weekend and the minor hurlers' win in, on the weekend, it wasn't a bad weekend. So I'd say a few people have got in contact with you. They have, yeah. And, and starting with the ladies, of course, is Andy Smith. And uh, he said that Duggan loves a goal against the Dubs. It's our third consecutive goal against Dublin, if I'm not mistaken, Mickey, against Dublin. Um, she's got a knack for it, thank God. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, all good goals. I think the goal on the weekend, the turnover by uh, Vicky, Vicky yeah. her, her pass on to Grimes and then Grimes pass across to, it was it was, it was such a really well-worked goal and everybody playing for the team. Yeah, it was a brilliant finish, absolutely. And Andy followed that up by uh, saying the minor hurlers greatly needed boost. Yeah, that's what we were saying earlier on. And, and uh, it is... Um, uh, I'm following on from last year's under twenty All Ireland B. It's 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 just it's the tonic we need. Mr. Smith is on a roll. Um, next one in, he said that the lack of updated fixtures should have fixtures out uh, for next two or three rounds of the league. I think he means in advance. Yeah, um, which that would take the excitement away. I think he just wants to see who Don Chocolate have next and whatever out there. They're kind of what third in 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 division two, is it? Mm. I, I, I no, I do think clubs know who they have when they have them. But sorry, they know when they have a team, as in what round. But they don't know when the game will be and a, and a time. I think that's probably what Andy's getting at there. But are they not all on Tuesday nights now? They are and they aren't. Yeah, mostly are. But then if you're a second team, there is a possibility you play Thursday. Um, yeah. But yeah, the vast majority of them seem to be Tuesday. Then it begs ah. the question, why don't they just come out and show them all they're all on Tuesday at this time? I think, again, it probably strengthens his argument. But yeah. I, I know it does. It does. Just Andy has a hectic social life and he's just trying to work everything around it at the minute. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was a lot of excitement uh, pre the championship draw as well, Mickey. Uh, naturally, Andy said championship draw feels like summer and uh, Robert Perfield also said uh, that championship draw tomorrow I'm sure Rob and, and Andy they're going to meet actually Pats Pats and the yeah. chocolate in the one group that'll be yeah. that'll be tasty um, should be a fascinating group that 
It will, it will definitely. Kilmainham, who are flying at the moment, got to an intermediate semi final during the lockdown, wasn't it? First yeah. year of the lockdown. That's um, right. You know, Bective, who we're hoping our championship team this year, um, St. Pat's, Blackhall Gales, um, Dunshockland. There's a few tasty little local derbies as well and stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, like Bective and Kilmainham. One team from Navan, one team from between Navan and Kells, Blackhall Gales and Dunshockland up there, St. Mullen, St. Pat's, you know, um, uh, you'd call them what, South Mead as well. They're not that far from Dunshockland. So, yeah, there's going to be loads of rivalry between these teams in, in Group uh, C. Yeah, absolutely. Jack Nolan said the Mead Miners superb All-Ireland B win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant um, and fantastic for them. Um you know, last last gasp to come from what six points down as well, Davy. Yeah, yeah, it, it with ten minutes to go. Yeah, it's it's absolutely um, fantastic. That's character building, so it is. That's character building. Yeah, absolutely. We have a little bit of um, little bit of soccer to get out of the way as well. Mickey starting with Jack Walsh as always. Jack Burns assist <laughs> for Dano Mandrews header on Friday night. Did you see yeah. it? Yeah. No, I didn't see it on Friday night. No, 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 I did not. Nor did I. Shawnee Fitzgerald uh, said the first home win for the Shells. First win for Damien Duff at home. Yep, well done. That's it. All done now. It's, it's like a needle, Mickey. It's That's it. It's oh. over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, that that's wasn't too bad. Come that on. wasn't too bad this week, so it wasn't. And Jenny um, got his little bit in as well about yet another draw for Dundalk on Friday night. Apparently, they're artists. They love to draw over there in Dundalk. Um, naturally, then, the attention starts to turn to what's coming up next weekend, Mickey. And, of course, the big one in Crow Park on Sunday evening between the Royals and the Dubs. Lucky to be working is in touch, Mickey. And he says, Mead beat Dublin Sunday, miss work Monday, then free. <laughs> um, yeah, look, um, looking forward to this one, um, and it sounds like lucky to be working. Is looking forward to it too. Alan Moore, Mickey, still on duty uh, with the Republic of Ireland, but uh, he's reliably informed me that the North Mead Choir Boys are uh, are in audition this week, and they're very much looking forward to their reappearance in Crow Park this Sunday. Yeah, look, they've they've, they've entertained us for 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 a few years now, and. Um, you know, they've. I, I hope they've been jamming um, and have just tightened up because, um, you know, there's potential in there in that North Mead boy band. Yeah, absolutely. Tech F Dunn uh, says, beating the dubs, nothing else matters. Now, that could be in reference to next weekend or last weekend with the ladies. I think it may be a bit of both. Yeah, it could be. Um, look, um, absolutely fabulous by the ladies again. Um, they're just they're just awesome. Um and as I said earlier on, they're bringing back that rivalry between Mead and Dublin, and hopefully the lads can do the same um, on Sunday in Crow Park. Yeah, for sure. John Kelly wants to know, are any of the under-20s called up to the senior panel? Jim Moriarty would be a player worth calling up. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about this, Davey. Did you hear if there was any players? But the under-20s are gone since before the... Yeah. last round so if they were called up they would have been in before the, the Mead Wicklow game yeah I, I did hear a couple of murmurs that the likes of Owen Frain possibly Kieran Caulfield and uh, maybe even Connor Gray were training with the Mead seniors obviously there was no sign of them in the 26 for the uh, Wicklow game but 
Look, I, I don't see anything wrong with it now that the 20s are gone. Like, if it was yeah. a thing that you were just having them in to bolster the squad and maybe help in-house games and train, and then so be it, whilst also giving the lads a, a vital bit of experience and a taste of senior inter-county football. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, I, I was just wondering, had you heard if there was any? I, I know that there was two or three called in from the Cavan under-20s team to the uh, Cavan senior squad. And yeah, that's just a natural progression. And it is good for them to be in around the squad at this time in the lead-up to championship and to see what it's like for the for the coming years for when they do make their breakthrough. Yeah, absolutely. John has another lengthy point. I love John Kelly's Instagram interactive, Mickey, because it's so factual. You know, there's loads of stats, loads of juicy information there. So bear with me here. It's a long one, but it it, it does, he actually is onto something, I think, I hope. Um, he says that um, Mead lost dubs in 94 and 95 was the third attempt when they won in 96. Kildare came close in 92 and 93 and then their third attempt in 98. Offaly came close in 78 and 79, beat the Dubs at the third attempt in 1980. Mead came close in 83 and 84 at the third attempt they won in 86. Mead drew with Dublin in 07, lost in 09, third attempt versus Dubs in 2010. It takes three attempts. Uh, give it to build experience Close call in the last two years. Mead have come close to the Dubs 2020 league. Mead rattled Dublin. Dubs only pulled away an injury time. Mead could have won. 2021, Mead rattled the Dubs. Again, Dubs only pulled away an injury time. It takes years to build up experience to beat Dublin. Mead have come close in the twice in the last two years, I should say. Uh, this will hopefully be Mead's third successful attempt. And 2022 will join 1964, 1975, 1986, 1996 and 2010 as years Mead have knocked dubs from their perch. Sorry for all the texts. I think we will see something extraordinary next weekend. Mead will beat the Jackines. Isn't Jack, that just class? John, that is absolutely class. That is a man who loves to go back through the uh, the annals and, and, and find out all these results and watch them, whatever, and look for stats. And I love when people find little nuggets of information like that that show a trend. And... Um, I'm going to, what price are mead? I'm going to have to put it. I'm, put, I'm putting my house on it tomorrow. So Good I, man. Good um, man. that's for sure. No, but you John, can, you can always come out and live in the wrist bin, Mickey, if, if it does go to pot. <laughs> um, John Kelly, that is class. Um, and uh, some great little stats there. Um, and up mead. Up mead is right. Yeah, you'd be in the mood after eating them out, wouldn't oh, you? Oh, damn them, right. Yeah, digesting them. Uh, Shane Mangan um, said that to bring back the B-Leagues and play a Premier later in the year would sort out all this messing with fixtures. Yeah, I, th I, I think I he could be onto something, Mickey, yeah. to be honest, because what you see now at the minute um, is the likes of your big, you know, senior teams trying to juggle two first teams in the leagues, A-Leagues, and then also trying to do a Premier Championship at the same time. Uh, it, it's a lot. And even the smaller teams, it's difficult for as well, you know. But, you know, that remains to be seen. We shall see what happens. Uh, Flash Gordon said, how bad was the referee on Saturday evening for both teams in Parnell Park? Yeah, well, you, you said he let a lot go and then he he, uh, he was pernickety about loads of different things. Um, yeah, look, by the looks of things, he was uh, bad for both teams. When you see, like I did say, like Vicky's could have easily, another referee would have said that that was a foul and whatever. And I don't think he was siding with any team i just think he was bad all around for both teams from start to finish but yeah. i like the fact that he let 
little bit of physicality though. Yeah, absolutely. Final one in this week is from Emer Burke, and she said the ladies' match not been shown on the television. That was a, a big uh, talking point from that game. Yeah, um, that was a little bit disappointing, all right, um, that it wasn't shown. Um, I suppose there's probably rights issues and stuff there, but then again, I think that the game against Westmead uh, next Saturday is on TG Car, if I'm not is mistaken, Davey. Oh. So, um, yeah, and look, they can't just show the Mead Dublin games the whole time. There is why, why? <laughs> they're unbelievable. I, I, I get that, but there, there, there's a whole host of uh, thirty other ladies teams that need to get some airtime as well, and maybe it, it had something to do with that scheduling and whatever that there was other games on. Um, that they weren't able to uh, show the 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 Mead Dublin ladies game, but yeah, disappointing that it wasn't shown because they are serving up absolutely cracking games uh, over the last year. And there's more to come, no doubt. Um, that is it from Instagram Interactive this week, Mick. Super. Well, look, Davy, I'm I'm uh, after all the excitement of this evening between uh, everything that's gone on. A great weekend for uh, Mead County teams with the ladies getting the win. The, uh, minor hurlers winning the Pater Lahan, the uh, Camogues getting through to a Leinster final. And then we had the championship draw on Monday night tonight because we held off to do the podcast so that we would get the championship draw. It's been exciting stuff. And I'm exhausted looking at Group C in the senior championship. And I think I need a rest, Davey. Yeah, likewise, Mickey. We'll see yeah, you next well, week. That's it from this episode of your We Are Mead podcast. Remember, We Are Mead, why it matters more.